0: Chilling truth. And I I, to I that I had to face what I had done ever. He killed 33 times. I'm a king, man. I decide who does what and where they do it at. Okay, so next time you see me, I will been... Are you reporting already? I can be. Okay. Because I am. Oh, I almost turned my volume all the way down instead of up. That would have been embarrassing.
1: Are you recording?
0: Yeah, I just started right now,
1: actually. I'm Is that up?
0: Oh, that's down. Up, that's up, up. I've,
1: okay. I've been recording.
0: I was trying to get my volume right. It's all good.
1: I've been recording for like a minute and a half. Oh, well, all that's going to get cut out anyway, so it's fine. So I'm just waiting on you. Anyway.
0: Before we start the episode, I did want to bring up if you guys would like to have Uh, exclusive content because we've got a pretty good fan base going now I share the stats with you so you know that we have a a a solid listenership after we've been doing this for a while so I guess the next step would be uh, exclusive content that obviously you guys would uh, pay for but it wouldn't be much like a dollar five dollars a month and then we do uh, a couple you know like I don't know Maybe we'll do some like video series or you know some unedited episodes or something like that. We you know obviously we would talk about it and get more into it. But if that's something you guys would be interested in, uh, let us know on the Instagram or the Twitter or the Facebook group or whatever thing you guys want to be on. Uh, if our listeners even exist, I have no idea because we don't get reviews on iTunes. We have quite a few listeners. I feel like it's just my wife listening to the episodes over and over and over again, and making me feel like we actually have listeners. That's yeah, okay, I mean, too, though. It's fine. We'll just start putting ads in the episode again so that we'll get those <laughs> that traffic. Yeah, that ad ads. Revenue. Yeah. yeah, ads. But uh, if that's something you guys think you'd be interested in, uh, let us know because I think that would be pretty fun to do. And uh, But anyway, let's uh, let's get to the show. <clears throat> Did you get the doc? Huh? Did you get the document?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it.
0: Okay, great. So we are not in agreement on this guy, right? You feel that he's some type of I don't know, like a hero type of guy, like a, he stood up to the government kind of guy. That's how you feel, right?
1: I mean, to a degree. I mean, look, I originally like this, like my trips down under. I, uh, you know, I would get, down under. I would get. Bits and pieces. Say uh, it right. Of the, I will not. Uh, <laughs> Down under. I
0: will. Uh, it's fine. We have like point 0.1% Australian listeners. They don't. They love it. My. Li- they love when you try to mimic their accents. Uh,
1: my my limited knowledge uh, is is based on pieces of like folklore that I gathered from like locals. So I found him interesting because a lot of the locals seem as somewhat of a. Um, Not a hero, but like a. I mean, he's folklore. Like a horse thief slash. Like we we don't even see. Police murderer. Right, but we don't even see like our our Bonnie and Clyde as folklore. Like they see him as folklore. So it's like you know, like he was kind of. Okay, see when you put it in that light, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, well, he represented a lot of like patriotism that the locals had, I think. Mm-hmm. and that's why i like the whole stick it to the man uh campaign that he so he, he's he,
0: i feel like he's kind of like america's al capone without all the money. yeah i mean he was
1: a fucked up dude he made some poor choices but you know definitely i think at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day you know he just he's just a man who lost everything and was just trying to get it back or feel better about any
0: and he, and he kind of looks like you
1: well, let's clap, and then we can get into his early life.
0: We haven't even said who okay, we're talking yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. about. Like we, like
0: <laughs> I know. We're going to get to it right, right now. Okay. If you haven't, if you didn't read the title, we're talking about a man named Ned Kelly, uh, who was an Australian bush ranger, outlaw, gang leader, and convicted police murderer. Uh, one of the last bush rangers and by far the most famous. He's best known for wearing a suit of bulletproof armor during his final showdown or sorry, final shootout with the police uh, and bush rangers. See, I thought that they were like like forest rangers, but they're definitely not. Uh, <laughs> they originally were escaped convicts in the early years of the British settlement of Australia who used the bush as a refuge to hide from the authorities. And by the 1820s, the term had evolved to refer to those who took up, quote, robbery under arms as a way of life using the bush as their base. Uh, there's going to be a lot of bush talk, and I want you guys to know we're not talking about
1: vaginas. No. no, no. Oh, you're waiting on me to say but something well, about your vagina thing. Okay. I,
0: I thought you would yeah. think it was funny. No, I was waiting yeah, on yeah. you to bush. acknowledge my joke. Bush yes.
1: vagina. Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. Ah, there it is. Yay. Right Comedy. <laughs> we're good at this. Jesus. Okay. Anyway, welcome to the Chilly Truth, everybody. I'm Corey. That's Johnny. And yeah, today we're talking about Ned Kelly. Yeah. So let's talk about
1: Red. All right, old Neddy. So he was an Australian bush ranger from the 1850s. He born in 1854. He. Um, we're doing a
0: lot of 1800s talk these past few weeks, huh?
1: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, with the because the Donners were 1846. So yeah, so. Yeah, 1846. 18, the good old days, as they like to call them. The good
0: old days where you could just beat up a minority yeah, if he yeah, wanted it, to and it was fine nobody kid, Nobody looked so Ned Kelly uh, <laughs> he, <laughs> uh, Dude, we don't like violent hate crimes we're against
1: it which is funny because uh, he died November 11th 1880 and today is November weird that's 11th. today yeah so uh, good and riddance you sack of shit veterans day here in the US over there it's uh, a day of mourning for the old uh, Uncle Ned. (laughs) I don't
0: think that's accurate. Uh, Yeah, everybody gets dressed up as a medieval knight and they shoot at each other with BB guns just to commemorate his fucking crimes.
1: Why? First of all, why wouldn't you do that? Like, that just sounds like a good time.
0: That does sound really fun. So. Yeah, that sounds awesome, actually. uh,
1: Look, we pay 40 bucks to go to Medieval Times. I'm just saying. Uh, It'd be pretty dope if we just had, like, a a cast-iron... Uh, body armor festival would be pretty cool.
0: Oh God, it'd be so hot down here in Texas though.
1: So yeah, as you've already said, one of the last bush rangers, uh, and by far the most famous. Uh, he is best known for wearing a suit of bulletproof armor. Uh, I've
0: already read that paragraph.
1: Yeah, I was just kind of reiterating. Okay, no, and, no that's fine. And then I was just... I was just about to jump to the second paragraph, dude. Can we do that? I'm so sorry
0: to mess up your creative mm-hmm. flow there.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what you did.
0: This happens every fucking time. If you (laughs) suggest the topic, you become this,
1: like, bridezilla
0: of the show. I don't
1: even know what you're talking about. We don't have to go there because I disagree with that wholeheartedly. (laughs) All right. (laughs) No, you fucking were on the phone a minute ago and you're like, yeah, I do that. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> Whatever, I thought man. we were both joking that I'm a dickhead. I didn't realize that one of us actually thought that I was a dickhead. <laughs> I call you an asshole every day. So, you yeah, think yeah, but joking. I thought you were joking. You know, I thought it was like this tit no. for tat thing we do. You know, you just call me an asshole, I laugh it off. Anyway, <laughs> that's just tit. That's no tat. So Kelly's father, old Ned Kelly's father, <laughs> so- John Kelly, known as Red. Uh, was born, Red. yeah. He was born in 1820 in Moyglass near Cashel County, uh, Tipperary. Is that how you say it, Tipperary, mm-hmm. Ireland? Sure. Um, there's a
0: lot of words in here that I don't know how to fucking say.
1: Well, and you know, okay. There, yeah. There's tons of t- towns in Australia that I can butcher just with my English accent or American Down accent. Under. Uh, so he was born to uh, his dad was born to Thomas and Mary. At the age of 21, he was found guilty of stealing two pigs and was transported uh, on the (laughs) Prince Regent, uh, arriving at Hobart Town, Van Diemen's Land, which is what most Europeans called the island of Tasmania, Uh, and that was on uh, January 2nd, 1842. After he received his Certificate of Freedom on January eleventh, 1848, Red Kelly moved to Victoria and found work at James Quinn's farm at uh, Wallen Wallen as a bush carpenter. Uh, and Victoria is Queensland. So uh, He subsequently turned his attention to gold digging, at which he was successful and which enabled him to purchase a small freehold for 615 pounds in beverage just north of Melbourne uh today what would that be 615 pounds uh it's
0: uh it's around 800 and i like that you let me do this because i was really excited about my convert or my inflation calculations i did but uh yeah it's around 809 dollars and 40 cents in u.s dollars and in 1848 Uh, I don't know how much it was, but the inflation calculator I used went back to 1913, and it was about $21,279.86 in 1913. Good chunk of change, Pretty good chunk of change, dude. That's a pretty good amount. I wish I had that much money.
1: Well, yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, So, enough about us being (coughs) broke. Just go to our Patreon page. On on November 18th, (laughs) 1850. Shameless plug. Red Kelly married Ellen Quinn, his employer's 18-year-old daughter. Red was 30 at the time, so that's a little...
0: Seems like a bad plan to marry
1: your boss. Well, and does. this seems is like the, a good way to lose your job. I think this is how you kept your job in the eighteen hundreds, you know. And age <laughs> yeah, I'm was I'm fucking different. your daughter,
0: you don't want to fire
1: me. <laughs> I, I think it's pretty noble of him to wait until she was eighteen. I mean typically it was what, twelve, fourteen? What I mean, no, whenever.
0: The, whenever they wanted. The, I've heard the term if if she bleeds, she breeds. Oh so God. I don't know what we, men think
1: of. Please about. edit that out. Um <laughs> So sure? so they got married at St. Francis. Uh, Edward Kelly was his parents' third child, named after Red's closest brother. Uh, the exact date of his birth is not known, but a number of lines of evidence, including a 1963 interview with family descendants, Patty and Charles Griffiths, uh, a record from his mother, and a note from a school inspector, all suggest his birth was in December of 1854, uh, Ned Kelly was baptized by an Augustinian priest, Charles O'Hay, uh, who also <laughs> administered last rites to Kelly before his execution. So.
0: I just feel like whenever he was about to be executed, the priest walked in, and he's like, "Oh hey," and the priest is like, "Oh hey," and then they just did that for like 15 minutes, and then he's like, "Oh, you were saying my
1: last name." Yeah. yeah. Not. Nah. are catching up. Hey. So Yeah. In a- comedy. In eighteen sixty four the Kelly family moved to Avenel near Seymour, which uh where they soon attracted the attention of local police. As a boy, Kelly obtained basic schooling and became familiar with the bush. <laughs> nice.
0: I can't help but think about vaginas when you say Bush every fucking time.
1: In Avenel, he risked his life to save another boy from drowning in Hughes Creek. The boy's family gave him a green sash, uh, which will come up again later on. Um, So in 1865, Ned's father was imprisoned for having meat in his possession, for which he could not account. (laughs) Unable to pay the 25-pound fine, he was sentenced to six months with hard labor, served at Kilmore Gowl. That's how you would say that. Um, Gale,
0: gal, something like that.
1: It's, some, it's, nah. it's
0: a down under well, word, wh- so it's something
1: like once that. Once he was released, uh, his father drank heavily, which had an ultimately fatal effect on his health. In November of 1866, his body started to swell from dropsy, and he died at Avenel uh, on December 27th, 1866. I don't know what dropsy I, 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 is. I, I,
0: it's like, uh, I looked it up, it's like when your body's, like your limbs, like your wrists, or like your arms above your wrists start to like swell up. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, like how it kills you, but I guess it does. But I do want to say that if I rescued someone's kid from drowning and all they gave me was a fucking Girl Scout sash,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'd be a little upset about it. It's a lot of work to rescue somebody from drowning. Unless, of course, he like just threw him like a rope or something and pulled him in. But still... It's a noble feat. Maybe your green sash meant more back then. I don't know. I think it did. It must have. That's a shitty fucking payment. Give me like 60 bucks or
1: something. I don't know. Maybe it was like a, you know how, you know, the cities, you know, can like give you an award for being a good Samaritan kind of thing, like a good Boy Scout.
0: Yeah, useless. Thank you for giving me something useless for all my time.
1: Yeah, no, actually, my my grandfather actually has one of those from the city of Dallas. Yeah.
0: But why? What's the per? Is it just like a look at this kind of thing? It's like look what I have um, sort of thing.
1: No, I mean maybe it is, but he didn't use it like that. I didn't know about it until after he passed away, but because uh, I I found uh, the certificate from the city of Dallas uh, in some of his things, uh, and I still have it, but. Um. Basically, he was driving to work one morning. Saw this girl, like a young school girl walking down the sidewalk. He lived in downtown, like rural, like, um, uh, like not downtown, but like rural, like the like the suburbs of Dallas. So neighborhoods, residential. Mm-hmm. But he sees this girl walking yeah. to school, like any other day, I suppose. And, uh, like, a block down after he passed her, he saw this weird, like, suspicious guy on the sidewalk. And I guess when my grandfather got, like, up to him in his truck, uh, the guy, like, bent down real fast to, like, tie his shoes, quote-unquote. I guess to, like, hide his face.
0: Suspicious.
1: So my my grandfather gets a couple blocks down the street, and he just has, like, a weird suspicion. Um, Just a weird feeling about this guy. So he turns around... Uh, and starts driving back towards his house, and he noticed that he doesn't see the guy, but he doesn't see the girl either. So, like, he's just kind of driving down the block, just kind of looking at, you know, alleys between houses and stuff, and he saw the these bushes rustle, like, moving around a bit. So he jumped out of his truck, and um, I don't know if he, like, did anything. I think I I think he was he he had just gotten a little girl's pants off, and my grandfather ran out and basically beat the brakes off of him and held him there until the cops showed up. But so like I the city of term, Dallas gave him, off. yeah, they gave him like a, a this medal and an award for like stopping a rape and like crime. That's on pretty children. cool, man. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, he was a good I feel dude. like people
0: don't get rewards for just being good people anymore. No. I feel like that doesn't happen as often.
1: I mean, maybe maybe if they handed out more green sashes, we'd be more inclined to be good Samaritans. I think that's
0: right, man. I'm not doing shit unless I get something in return. <laughs> yeah, 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 I guess so.
1: <laughs> so uh, okay, let's let's move on. Yeah, Back to Nitty. Uh The saga surrounding his father and his treatment by the police made a strong impression on young, uh, young Ned. A few years later, the family selected 88 acres of uncultivated and untitled... Hey, I'm just
0: going to call you on the phone because your shit's lagging like really, really bad. Or I'm just going to do FaceTime audio.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could have done that like after I was reading because it wouldn't have picked that up, you know? I didn't... The lagging... That's the thing. I didn't
0: know you were reading. I couldn't even hear you. Oh, really? Yeah, I couldn't hear you. I'm just going to turn my camera off and see if that helps. Does that help? Hmm? It seems to help now. Okay. I'm just going to start that over. I'm, I couldn't hear you. I'm sorry. No, I didn't no, to no, I'm, okay. interrupt.
1: I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm just start it over. Okay. So, uh, basically, the police uh, attention was uh, strong around uh, Ned and his family. Um, so, basically, his family had selected 88 acres of this farmland, right, at 11 Mile Creek near Greta area of Victoria. Uh, Ned's family got into a dispute with the Grazers The grazers or
0: the graziers? The grazers, they're the people that own the land. Like, basically what a grazer is, is it's like they have, like, they let, like, other people's, like, animals, like, cows and goats and whatever shit, like, eat their grass. Like, graze. Wouldn't that be a grazer, then? Yeah, I think it's grazers. Graziers. I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of weird words that come from Australia that I don't, it's a lot of <laughs> nicknames speak, yeah, and such.
1: I guess so. Like there's a
0: guy named Bricky that we're going to talk about later, and I don't know how you get a nickname like Bricky. Well,
1: so the people who own the land that Kelly was intruding on, so... They, yeah, they the grazers were the people. Yeah, so they suspected many times of cattle or horse stealings or thefts, but never convicted. In all, 18 charges were brought against members of Kelly's immediate family before he was declared an outlaw, while only half that number resulted in guilty verdicts. Uh, This is a highly unusual ratio for the time and led to claims that Kelly's family was unfairly targeted from the time they moved to Northeast Victoria.
0: I liked your emphasis on that.
1: Well, you know, profiling, you know what I'm saying? So, in 1869... Age 14, Kelly met Irish-born Harry Power, alias of Henry Johnson, uh, a transported convict who turned to bush-ranging in northeastern Victoria after escaping Melbourne's Pentridge prison. And by May 1869, Ned had become his bush-ranging protege. Uh, At the end of the month, they attempted to steal horses from the Mansfield property of squatter John Rauer. Rower as part of a plan to rob the Woods Point Mansfield gold escort. They abandoned the idea and fled back into the bush after Rower shot at them and Kelly temporarily broke off his association with Power.
0: That's how you know that they were definitely amateurs because they got shot at once and they're like Well, one's Fuck a convicted this, felon
1: who, you know, is an idiot, and the other one is just young and an idiot. So.
0: Yeah, inexperienced.
1: So, But Ned could do bad all on his own because his first brush with the law occurred in mid-October of 1869 over an altercation between him and a Chinese pig and fowl dealer from Morses Creek named Ah Fook. <laughs> 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 Ah, Fook! So, <laughs> I love it. According to Fook, as <laughs> as he, as he passed the Kelly family home. Ned brandished a long stick and declared himself a bushranger before robbing him of 10 shillings. I'm a bushranger. Oh, you know he did. Uh, It's weird. It's very strange. Fook then traveled uh, to Benalla to give his account of what happened to Sergeant James Whalen, who was, according to fellow officers, a perfect encyclopedia of knowledge about the Kellys and their criminal activities. The next morning, uh, Waylon chased down Kelly in the bush outside Greta and took him into cu- custody. Kelly testified in court the next day that Fook abused his sister, Annie, for giving him creek water, not rainwater, when, as a traveler, he requested a drink.
0: Some of his crimes are hilarious, dude. Stealing pigs and foals, robbing somebody with a fucking stick, giving them creek water instead of rainwater. These are white trash crimes.
1: Well, These are white trash people crimes. Absolutely. Some of his crimes are honestly <laughs> hilarious. Uh, stealing pigs and fowls.
0: Uh, no, I just read that part.
1: Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. See, we Get we, together, dude. Well, when you say stuff, I'm listening, but I think you're just free thought because I'm reading. Oh, no. Here, let me... Uh, so I'm giving you way. more credit than I should, I think. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, I like, like how you put it in parentheses work. now. Like a yeah, poor so pat- you'll know. Oh, thanks, man. Maybe do that before I get to it. No problem. Cool. Yeah, don't read that part. Cool, man. So, then Fook beat Ned with a stick after he came to his sister's defense. Annie and two family-related witnesses corroborated Ned's story. Uh, given that no other witnesses came forward, the charge was dismissed on October 26th, and Kelly was then released. Kelly got to the old duo back, uh, got the old duo back together and reconciled with power in March of 1870. And over the next month, the two committed a series of armed robberies. Luckily, for Kelly, police couldn't figure out his identity. So, you know, 1850s 70s. Yeah, exactly. So by the end of April, the press had named Kelly as the culprit, and a few days later, he was captured by police and confined to Beechworth Cowell. Kelly fronted court on three separate robbery charges, um, the first two of which were dismissed as none of the victims could positil- positively positively <laughs> identify him.
0: The reason they couldn't identify him is because he had taken like a pig, like a dead pig, and he hollowed it out and he put it on his fucking head like a mask because he's a white, right. He's a he's a white trash person.
1: Yeah. So the reason they couldn't identify him was. No, I'm kidding. Uh, on the third.
0: I just. I was <laughs> to just read that. <laughs>
1: I was like, I even put it in the window for the for you. On the third charge, the victims also reportedly failed to identify Kelly, but they were in fact not given a chance to identify by superintendents Nicholas and Hare. Instead, Nicholas told the magistrate that Kelly fitted the description and asked for him to be remanded for trial. He was sent to Melbourne where he spent the weekend in a lockup uh, before being transferred to Kyneton, 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 to face court. Kyneton? Yeah, K-Y-N-E-T-O-N. Kyneton? Anyway. Uh, No evidence was produced in court, and he was released after a month. Historians tend to disagree over his episode, or over this episode. Some see it as uh, evidence of police harassment. Others believe that Kelly family intimidated the witnesses, making them reluctant to give evidence. Which, I mean, it does look that way. It's.
0: It sounds like something the Kellys would do.
1: Yeah. So another factor in the lack of identification may have been that the witnesses had described Powers' accomplice as a half caste, uh, and a half caste. I
0: don't know if that's derogatory. Or uh, that.
1: It's definitely derogatory, but it's definitely a term used down there. Like, I guess because I'm white, I mean, it, it, I would, I would assume that the the same rule applies to me saying the N word. Like, it's just not. It's not well received said, uh, for it. good reason but uh yeah like so though and i I didn't know this was a term until the first time I went down there um but yeah someone who is half Aborigines half european descent so half white half black uh is uh termed half caste by uh the white people like white it, man whites are really racist out there. for anyone who's never been there yeah, it doesn't they're know. racist there. we're just they, They're just racist everywhere right it's just I don't know down there you don't like we have some of some of so much of it here that we don't spend a lot of time thinking about how bad it might be somewhere else or if it does exist anywhere else um but yeah it's I would be at bars or you know like public places you know on main Street and like, white people would tell you like yeah avoid going across the street like that, that's Aborigines town like those are Aborigines bars like don't fuck with it. Like they, Like very segregated, for sh- Like still to this yeah, day it's, down there. It's so very weird. So yeah, not not a friendly term. Um, so, however, the the police believe that this is to be the result of Kelly going <laughs> unwashed. Um, so he
0: was so dirty he didn't even look like he was a white guy anymore.
1: Yeah, basically. How dirty could you be? Well, I mean, he was a bush ranger, dude. No running isn't water most no of the time. We're talking about the 1870s, dude. No water. You just have, like, tap water. No hot showers. Yeah, people didn't take baths either Yeah, back and then, when so. you did take a bath, it was, like, once a week, and it was in, like, a brass tub that was the same water that, like, several other <coughs> dudes had sat in before you did.
0: Yeah, yeah, you don't want to be the last person to bathe after Fat Tom because it, the water gets real nasty Yeah. There?
1: So... Uh, Power often camped at Glenmore Station, a large property owned by Kelly's maternal grandfather, James Quinn, which sat at the headwaters of the King River. In June 1870, while resting in a mountainside shanty that overlooked the property, Power was captured by a police search party. Following Power's arrest, people in town started saying that Kelly had snitched on him. Uh, Kelly denied the rumor, and in a letter, uh, he pleads with Sergeant James Babington of Kenaton uh for help saying that everyone looks on me like a black snake um which
0: come mean, on read that with a little oomph come on everybody looks on me like a black snake come on he's a
1: he's a hit hick why don't you say it like that because i don't know how to do an australian accent it sounded like you're trying to do like a black accent okay that's racist you i think so that. too we're on the same page you said it. You said it. You, <laughs> we were all, you made it everybody think accent. it, man.
0: I did, and I said it in a country accent. I'm allowed to do a country accent. Right. I'm from yeah. Louisiana. I, we'll
1: check tape later, see how you feel. All right. The, I'll check the tape because I edit the episode. The, the so. informant, you do. You do. You do a great job. I do. The, Thank you. The, the informant turned out to be Kelly's uncle, Jack Lloyd, who received 500 pounds for his assistance.
0: You can't trust anybody, dude. You can't, you can't trust anyone, no. especially hanging out with these jokers.
1: So in October of 1870, a hawker, Jeremiah McCormick, accused a friend of the Kellys, Ben Gold, or Goode, of stealing his... Good Good like Gouda, Um of stealing his horse. I think it's Gould, Huh?
0: I think it's Gould.
1: Is the L silent?
0: I don't know. It doesn't really matter, honestly. Well... Anyway, He's not listening to the show.
1: Well, he wrote an incident or an indecent note to give to McCormick's childless wife uh, that was wrapped, to, uh, used to wrap two calves' testicles. So
0: weird crime, strange crime.
1: So Kelly passed it on or passed it to one of his cousins to give to the woman. When McCormick confronted Kelly later that day, Kelly punched him in the nose, causing McCormick to fall. Uh, Kelly was arrested for his part in sending the calves, parts, and the note, and for assaulting McCormick. He was sentenced to three months hard labor on each charge. Kelly was released from beechworth Gaol on March 27th of 1871, five weeks early, and returned to Greta. Three weeks later, Isaiah Wild Wright, a horsebreaker, arrived in town on what Kelly later described as a very remarkable chestnut mare. Uh, for those that don't know, a horsebreaker is just someone who trains horses.
0: Yeah, I guess it was a job title back then. I mean, it makes sense that it would be. But Uh, I know that all this sounds like kind of like jumbled and like we're kind of like not going all over the place. We're just like listing off stuff. But this is to show that like he had a criminal past leading up to his final
1: stand, quote
0: unquote. So that's we're just laying the groundwork for you guys.
1: So. Wright went to visit the Kelly homestead to see his friend Alex Gunn, a Scottish miner who had married Kelly's older sister. Wright intended to ride the borrowed mare back to Mansfield, the hometown of its owner, but discovered the next morning it had gone missing. Gunn lent him one of his own horses, promising that if he found the mare, he would keep it until Wright returned. Uh, Soon after Wright departed, the mare was found by Gunn and a neighbor, Bricky Williamson, uh, Kelly then took the mayor to Wang- Wangaratta I hope I'm saying that right where he stayed for four days on April 20th 1871 while riding back into Greta Kelly was intercepted by Constable Edward Hall who suspected that the horse was stolen he directed Kelly to the police station on the pretense of having to sign some papers uh, as Kelly dismounted Hall tried to grab him uh, by the Scruff of the neck, but failed. Um, it just sounds like a terrible idea with this dude. Uh, so when,
0: yeah, it sounds like he wants you to grab the scruff of his neck because he's dirty, slick with sweat,
1: right? Right? Maybe he had soap in his hands. Uh, when, <laughs> he slipped right out of there. When Kelly resisted arrest, Hall drew his revolver and tried to shoot him, but it misfired three times because you know, 1870. Uh, the <laughs> he was then overpowered by Kelly who later said that he straddled him and dug spurs into his thighs, causing the constable to roar like a big calf attacked by dogs. Uh, That's a quote, by the way. We didn't make up that weird, fucking
0: very unique saying.
1: So after subduing Kelly with the assistance of seven bystanders, uh, Hall pistol-whipped him until his head became, I quote, a mass of raw and bleeding flesh, end quote. Kelly's
0: a rough and tough guy, man. It took seven people to take him down. He was probably rolling and kicking and biting everything to get out of there. And he's just, you know, he's dirty. So, like,
1: well, just a filthy guy. Well, you know, just being in a bad place is a bad time. Although Kelly maintained that he did not know the mare belonged to someone other than Wright, he and Gunn were charged with horse stealing anyway. When it was later... I don't know. How did the cop
0: assume that it was... I think they he well, like? I think that is stolen. It pro- doesn't have a license plate.
1: Well, no, but it's profiling. It's no different than a white cop today seeing uh, a black guy in a in a nice car and saying that might be stolen. It's the same same mentality.
0: I guess it's fair. It's just hard to think of it like. Yeah, if you, you see someone, someone, I mean, look, look. That's too
1: nice Ke- of a horse. Kelly was a white guy, but he looked dirty and poor. So, to think that he uh, had the means of owning a horse probably looked suspicious to law enforcement.
0: Yeah. So, now if you look dirty and poor, you could be a rapper like
1: post Malone. That's true. You just need a face tattoo. Um, yeah, get those, make sure. So what it was later revealed that Kelly was still imprisoned at Beechworth gal. When the horse was taken, the charges were downgraded to feloniously receiving a horse. Uh, Kelly and Gunn were sentenced to three years imprisonment with hard labor. Wright escaped arrest for the theft on May 2nd following an exchange of shots with police, but was arrested the following day at the Kelly homestead and received 18 months, of, 18 months for stealing the horse.
0: Um, so he didn't get anything for shooting at the cops? That was just like normal protocol? okay but not okay but it was just like so common they were like ah what if we did that for everybody everybody if we arrested everyone that shot at the cops the whole town would be in prison yeah i guess it was easier to shoot at police back then now you can't even pull your gun out without police freaking out no Tell you the
1: good old no, days can't.
0: <laughs> yeah the good old days where you could just aim your gun at a cop as long as you didn't shoot it's fine If anything, I thought about it and then changed my mind. I'm a better person because of it.
1: It's the reaction time that you're not getting, though. Yeah, that's a good
0: point. They're pretty quick with them. But back then, guns barely worked. So So we've talked of Kelly's horse stealing, his other somewhat serious crimes. But now we're going to get into the very serious crimes. We only are only going to cover a couple, and we'll finish them up in the grand finale on next week's episode, because this is going to be a two-parter. Yeah. We didn't want it to be, but after looking into this, dude, no, I was there's like, a lot of this has to be more than one part. Yeah, there's a lot. So the first more serious crime is the Fitzpatrick incident, which is kind of comical.
1: Well, so on April 15th of 1878, Constable uh, Sh- Strachan? I'm going to say Stracken. Strakin. Straking. He's the officer in charge of the Greta police station. Uh, he learned that Kelly was at a shearing shed and went to apprehend him uh, as criminal what activity. What is that? What is
0: a shearing shed? You uh, know what that
1: is? I'm guessing like sheep shearing. Like a farm.
0: That makes sense. I'll take it.
1: Yeah. As criminal activity was rampant at Greta, it was decided the police station could not be left without protection, and Constable.
0: (laughs) That's insane.
1: Yeah, Constable Alexander Fitzpatrick was ordered there for relief duty. Fitzpatrick was aware of a warrant for Dan Kelly for uh, for horse stealing, and he discussed with his sergeant that he could swing by and just arrest Dan Kelly. The sergeant Bad agreed. Bad plan.
0: He shouldn't have done it. No. He should not have done it.
1: Well, the sergeant agreed, but warned him to be careful. He was instructed to proceed to Greta and rode through Wilton en route to Greta, stopping at the hotel where he had one brandy and lemonade.
0: That doesn't sound good. Is that good? I don't... I've never drink brandy before. I mean... It doesn't sound... It doesn't sound... Is there any it liquor sound that goes good with lemonade, though?
1: I'm not a brandy drink. I never... I mean, I don't know. It's... It's an acquired taste, but it doesn't sound terrible. I guess. After arriving at the home and finding Dan not there, he remained with Kelly's mother and other family members for about an hour. Fitzpatrick heard someone chopping wood, so he went to ensure that the chopping was licensed.
0: What a fucking stickler. (laughs) Which is odd.
1: The man proved to be... Yeah, who's fucking breaking rules around here? So... The man proved to be Bricky Williamson, a neighbor who was licensed to chop wood on that spot of the land, so hopefully he was out there smiling, chopping wood, giving Fitzpatrick the old finger. Like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, just doing some old licensed chopping. Yeah. So Fitzpatrick then saw two horsemen riding towards the house he had just left. The men turned out to... It was the end. Yeah. So the men turned out to be the teenager Dan Kelly and his brother-in-law Bill Skillion. Uh, Fitzpatrick ran to the house and made the arrest. Dan asked to be allowed to have dinner before leaving <laughs> and the constable allowed him. Is <laughs> that all right? All right. And- he stood near his prisoner as he did this. So while the constable was standing guard over Dan Kelly, the elder brother Ned rushed in and shot him in the left arm, two inches above, yeah, two inches above the wrist with a revolver. Yeah, it's like, so he said, like, let me, let me just reach for my napkin, uh, and you know, it's a, it's a flip phone that he called Ned with. Um, oh yeah, are we bringing so, up your flip phone? Are we doing that this episode? Well, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like you, he he would be able to like text without looking at it. Yeah, he texted
0: under the table. In trouble. Shoot, yeah. cop. Yeah. Yeah. SOS. You know. But it was a typo, like, yeah. and he put cock, and then he shot himself in the b- dick.
1: He's like, I don't get it, but whatever.
0: I'm I'm He's a like, fucking yeah. I, I'm a team player. I was just
1: trying to. I was just trying to p- press seven six seven turned out to be yeah. a bunch of fucking issues but um so <laughs> yeah he shoots this motherfucker in the arm uh two inches above the wrist with a revolver uh, he was probably aiming in his chest this is 1870 yeah, just uh,
0: so inaccurate uh, yeah so in
1: the <laughs> yeah, dude, at the same time ellen kelly ned's mother attacked fitzpatrick hitting him over the head with a fire <laughs> shovel knocking him the fuck out
0: I just picture her hitting him on the head with a shovel, like, with his helmet on. You know how in Looney Tunes, like, the knot comes up and, like, their hat comes up with it? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. That's what I yeah, picture like, happening cartoon, not, yeah. He has, like, birds around his head and he falls over.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're just tweeting. Yeah, probably.
0: I'm sure he didn't think it was
1: that funny, though. <laughs> it's probably gruesome. So Fitzpatrick <laughs> stated that all except Kelly's mother had been armed with revolvers uh, that Kelly had shot him in the left wrist, and that hel- uh, Ellen Kelly uh, had hit him on the helmet with a coal shovel. And when they say it was, was he wearing a helmet? Like,
0: I guess maybe they mean head, like helmet, like Oz's his head. I don't know. Hit
1: him, hit him in the dome? You hit him in the head mean, with if, a shovel. I mean, ours, if he's able to recount the, uh, the whole scenario, I think it, I would assume that he was probably wearing a helmet.
0: Yeah, well, he was knocked unconscious.
1: They just weren't a police helmet or something. So, on regarding, uh, on regaining consciousness, so he was knocked out, um, he was compelled by Ned Kelly to extract the bullet from his arm with a knife so that he could not use it as evidence. So, the constable was then allowed to leave, but not before he promised not to file a report against the Kellys. This is a
0: cop. Like, think think of this happening to an actual police officer now.
1: Yeah, but maybe maybe while Ned Kelly is digging this bullet out of this dude's arm so that he can save his own ass, that maybe Fitzpatrick was like, "Oh, this guy's trying to help me, so he's like repaying the favor." Maybe.
0: So it was like a weird mo- like a weird moment where like the yeah, camera pans up and there's like a the sweet song playing and yeah, they're friends now.
1: So he had ridden away about a mile when he found uh, that the two horsemen were pursuing. Uh, so. He sped up and escaped to the Winston Hotel where he was assisted inside by the manager. Um, he was offered a brandy and lemonade, which he Again, refused. with the brandy. But, Again. Oh, well, yeah. You know, he's like, but later, uh, he did accept one drink. You know, he's just moderation. Got a job to do. I'm a that cop who is injured, so. <laughs> yeah. On regaining safe, uh, on regaining safety, he decided he was going to report the incident to his supervisor when he reached Benalla. So, definitely a can't fucking even liar. Trust
0: the, can't even trust the cops now to keep your no. secrets anymore.
1: So, now on to the trial. Williamson and Skillion were arrested for their part in the affair. Kelly and Dan were nowhere to be found, but Ellen was taken into custody along with her baby, Alice.
0: I don't get it, Bricky, dude. Bricky, Bricky was just chopping wood, right? Yeah, I don't think he had anything to do with it. And the baby, I'm almost certain the
1: baby was innocent.
0: But again, I wasn't there. I don't know. Maybe the baby threw a knife at the cop. I have no idea.
1: 1880s, man. 1870s. You know, babies, babies, babies were, were tougher, tougher than then. I think. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Babies had knives. Switchblades, actually, just, and he fucking ba- chucked it that, his head. That baby probably had a, full, or like a full-time, like, 80-hour-a-week job.
0: Yeah, so. with a full beard and was, like, smoking a cigarette, you know, like babies. Yeah, said, so, hey,
1: I'm a Kelly. I'm a Kelly baby. I'm a
0: fucking well, Kelly well, baby. I'm going to fucking, you know, yeah. That's what I yeah. used to Well, he probably didn't but have a job it? since he's
1: a Kelly baby. I, I imagine that a Kelly baby looks like that, that cartoon baby from uh, Roger, Roger Rabbit, Rabbit. who has got yeah. like a five o'clock shadow and a yeah, cigar. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, hey, <laughs> come, I'm a baby. Why don't you come I'm over fucking here? fucking baby. Yeah. Charlie.
0: Uh, yeah, like that. Ch- <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: that dude. <laughs> it might be the same guy that did those voices. Probably, dude. But I love that It's about the same time, Charlie. It's good. <laughs> for those that don't know that voice, go check out "All Dogs Go to Heaven." Great, flick. yeah,
0: very good, awesome movie. I don't, I did that voice a lot on one episode, but I don't remember what episode
1: it was. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Just go check out all of them. You're gonna have to listen to all of them until you find it. Yeah, so, except
0: for like the really early ones because the the audio's really really bad. So maybe just like breeze over those.
1: Right. So we okay. better. So, so, at, uh, it's subjective. So at, at, at the Banala Court on May 17, 1878, Williamson, Skillian, and Ed, uh, Ellen Kelly, uh, while on remand, were charged with aiding and abetting attempted murder. The three appeared on October ninth, 1878, before Judge Redmond Barry and charged with attempted murder. Despite Fitzpatrick's doctor reporting a smell of alcohol on the constable and his inability to confirm the wrist wound was caused by a bullet, mm. Fitzpatrick's yeah his evidence was uh, still accepted by the police, the judge, and the jury.
0: Of so. course it was. Come on, man. Conspiracy. Jesus.
1: So the, uh, the three were convicted on Fitzpatrick's evidence. Fitzpatrick's evidence would later be corroborated by Williamson. When he was interviewed in prison by Captain Frederick Standish, uh, Mrs. Kelly, Skillion, and Williamson were tried and convicted of accessory to attempted murder against Fitzpatrick. Skillion and Williamson both received sentences of six years and Ellen three years of hard labor. Uh, Barry stated that if Kelly were present, he would give him fifteen years. Jeez. Uh, Frank Frank Hardy, a successful and well-known farmer in the area, offered to pay Ellen Kelly's bail, upon which bail was immediately refused. Yeah, but
0: what did the what sentence did the baby get? They arrested the baby, so
1: was he acquitted? Well, corrupt system. Well, maybe, I mean, that, that we might get to that. I don't I mean, only only time will tell. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. next week. But Ellen yeah. Kelly's sentence was considered unfair, even by people who had no cause to be Kelly's sympathizers. Uh, Alfred Wyatt, a police magistrate headquartered in Banala, told the commission later that, quote, I thought the sentence upon that old woman, Mrs. Kelly, a very severe one, end quote. Uh, Enoch Downs, hope I'm saying that right, he's a truant officer, recounted to the commission in 1881 that while speaking to Joe Burns' mother, He said that he did not believe in the sentence, and quote, "If policy had been used or consideration for the mother, mother showed uh, that two or three months would have been ample." End quote. Uh, When Kelly was executed, his mother was still in prison. Yeah, so that shows like um, just
0: the short time frame between this and when he moved on to like, you know, an executable offense. So that's the first episode. Yeah, we're gonna make you guys wait. Sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry because this is a yeah. decent build up to what's coming, and Man, what's coming you, is I, I, really good.
1: You people have things to do. You you're done listening. Good yeah. Go we, do something else. Go be. Yeah. Productive. You
0: can't. I don't want you guys to sit here for an hour and a half like we did with Donner Party. As interesting oh, yeah. as it was, and that episode did really well. It's it's great. But uh, that's gonna be the end of this episode. We're gonna pick back up next week with the remaining information about Ned Kelly Uh, you can go follow us on all the social media shit and we will catch you guys on the flippity flip later later don't stop recording I want us to record something really quick I'm going to cut it and put it that's fine it doesn't matter that's fine you can just start recording again because I want us to record because I want to go I want to talk about like if they would want like uh, exclusive content and stuff like that but I want to put it. Well, you don't even have to. You can just start recording again, and then whenever you send me the document, oh, okay, fine. Okay, I'm just gonna keep my recording because it's easier that way. But I want that way we can both like, because I don't want to me. I don't want to have just me say it, and then you know. They just like skip over to what we were talking about, you know, next, so, okay.